1: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is is the life. It's gives us the life.
0: live. The reality is, he
2: is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
0: Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gebus, along with my brand new co-host,
2: Kathleen Gorick. And we're happy to be here with you all today. Thanks for joining us.
0: We are live here at the Tarasongta Retreat Center on the edge of Rapid City in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. We are experiencing somewhat of an overcast day, but it makes me feel like fall is here and fall makes me happy. So I'll take it. I'll take this day.
2: Yeah, it's fun to see the leaves changing. We had the buffalo stampede last weekend. Will Graham was here last weekend with a big celebration. So, lots happening. A lot's happening.
0: And I just have to say, if anyone is feeling the pain of gardening and canning at the moment, um, I'm right there with you. Uh, Jack Frost can come anytime and take the rest of my tomatoes. (laughs) He can just (laughs) have them. He can have the rest of my tomatoes. I'm at that point. It's fall.
2: You are done. (laughs) I am done. You are done.
0: Oh. Well, Kathleen, I am so happy you're here with us today on Real Presence Live. It's your first Real Presence Live co-hosting. So listeners, you guys are in for a treat, but you are going to lead us in prayer this morning, right, Kathleen?
2: Yes, I am. And I would like um, to pray together. I... Every day I pray the Armor of God prayer, which is Ephesians six ten to 18. But over the years, the Lord has really kind of turned it into a contemplative prayer for me as I pray it. So I would um, like to pray this all together. I'd like to have you join alongside me and actually feel the Lord putting on each piece of your armor as we begin the day today. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that you place on us your whole armor so that in you and against the snares of the devil, we would stand strong. Thank you, Lord God, that you place on us your belt of truth. Let us always know your truth, for that's the truth that sets us free. We also thank you, Lord, for your breastplate of righteousness. And again, Lord, we pray that we would have no self-righteousness but that this breastplate would be purely of your righteousness. And Lord, we also thank you that you place on us um, the gospel of your peace. You actually have our feet shod in the gospel of your peace. So in these turbulent times, let us just move forward in his peace. We thank you, Lord, also uh, for your helmet of salvation. We're so grateful, Lord, for your death for us on the cross. For by your blood, we have been set free. We thank you, Lord, also for our shield of faith. And as Christians in this army, we stand shield to shield. So thank you, Lord, as you strengthen our faith in you this day. Finally, Lord, we pray for your sword of the spirit, the word of God, which is so powerful um that cuts through cuts through to the truth and i just want to add uh, at the end of our prayer here that um, we just uh pray also because it's the feast day of saint jerome and he uh introduced he was such a incredible scholar who did the latin translation of the bible and so throughout our program today we're going to be integrating lots of scripture in honor of saint jerome so we just ask also for saint jerome's intercession uh that he would join with us this day and we pray all these things in the precious name of jesus christ our savior and lord amen name of the father son holy spirit amen
0: Amen. oh thank you kathleen that was absolutely beautiful what a what a way to start Real Presence Live. I mean, now you've set a standard. <laughs> <clears throat> a standard. Did you hear that? Everyone else who's ever hosted, and if you're listening right now, Kathleen just set a standard. Came out
2: ablaze. <laughs> yes, and that's appropriate because the, our topic today is fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit. So, I think this is a great
0: time to tell the listeners what they should anticipate in today's show.
2: I'm, I'm really happy to do that. The very first segment, I'm maybe not so thrilled about because that's, <laughs> your, be inter- <laughs> that's your introduction to me. So we'll stumble through that part. Um, Karen will be interviewing me. The second segment, I'm really excited to welcome a uh, guest, Madeline Otteson, who will join us from Houston. And she's going to share how the Lord led her to go deeper in the gifts of the Spirit through a program called Called and Gifted uh, through the Catherine of Siena and institute. In our third segment, you'll meet Nick Trask, and I all I can say is that Nick is just full of the joy of the Lord. I don't know Agreed. Nick well, but when I first met him, I thought that guy's like Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of light and joy about him, and he is going to share his experience of really growing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit through a prayer group that he got involved in. And Finally, in our fourth and final segment, I'm going to share with you... kind of life-changing experiences of two amazing servants of the Lord. One is Sister Briege McKenna, who some of you may know about with her healing ministry. And the other is Father Rainero Cantala Mesa. And I was really privileged to uh, be at a Catholic Charismatic Conference in St. Paul years ago, and he was a keynote speaker. He was the papal preacher for St. John or for Pope John Paul II's household. Um, again, I wish we had them here live, but I will just be telling stories
0: of that. <laughs> Maybe that's something we can look forward to for another, a different show, right? Yes, in the future, yes. always aim big is what I, I think we should do here in Real Presence Live. Well, that was a great introduction to what's coming up. But as you say, we're going to stumble through this first interview
2: hopefully not.
0: Well, I mean, we are sitting, we are sitting, so we'll at least fall out of the chair if we end up stumbling. I think,
2: I think we should skip through it, cavort through it, dance through it, have some fun.
0: I think that's a great idea. You, if, as you guys get to know Kathleen, um, you will find that she is just as saucy as I am.
2: (laughs) So we're a heck of a pair. Sorry. We're going to
0: have fun. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great way to start. So Kathleen, why don't you tell our listeners um, a little bit about um, your past, growing up, your family, and then we can start into how you moved into where you, the steps of how you got to where you are today.
2: That sounds great. I um, was raised, for the most part, here in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, even though I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. And as I was reflecting on this, um, one of the things I feel very, very blessed about is I had. I have very, had to have, uh, my dad has passed and my mother is still alive, so I don't know how to say that, but I have incredibly faith-filled parents, um, and I was thinking about that, and I was thinking how how much children learn from their parents, so I have vivid memories of actually seeing them on their knees at the side of their bed and praying together before they, you know, before they turned in for the night. Uh, So things like that, I think, really formed me in a powerful way. As well as my dad grew up on the prairies in Red Al, South Dakota, and he would share stories of how they would make it to mass, no matter what the weather was, you know, through blizzards. And then I have a lived experience of having a blizzard where our faithful Jeep Wagoneer did not start. And I'm from a family there are seven of us all together and we all piled in the front of the old Chevy pickup truck a day before club cabs so we were all in, in the, the front, front yeah. and it had a stick shift and I was next to my dad and somehow we made it down the hill uh, with the, with the uh, thing with the pickup fish tailing and seven of us in the front to go to mass so that's devotion. Yes yes so I, I am very appreciative of my faithful gra- parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I really give them that credit.
0: Well, and I think it's important to recognize that um, your parents your parents, and I have told this to homeschool moms before, you know, you you are your your children's first introduction to God. They learn who God is through you. Yes. And so you, if you have a really strong relationship with your parents and your parents are very faith-filled, your relationship with God is already off to a good start.
2: Yes, yes. It's, it is a wonderful gift. It Truly is. Truly the best gift that parents can give, for sure. And I would just... Say that your kids are watching. They you. are.
0: They are watching. <laughs> My kids are quick to tell me everything I've done wrong. They're not as quick to tell me everything I do right. But that will come. I'm hoping that will come when they are older and wiser. You know, like 25. <laughs> uh, so, so now you've you've had a good foundation. You yeah. raised in the faith. Very strong background in um, generations back. Um, your family is um, very devout just in general. You had a, your, your brother um, was, was a ordained priest. a priest for the Rapid City yes, Diocese. Yes, he
2: served in the... My youngest brother, Pete, um, he had died in a plane crash a number of years ago. He loved flying his little plane, so at least we know that... There was joy. There was even. joy, yes, yeah. yes, that, which, which is a comfort. And again, I know some of you out there as have, um, had that experience too, of losing someone mm-hmm. suddenly. So it was definitely, you know, difficult for us all, but we cherish, he, he's the youngest in our family yeah. and we cherish our time with him. He was a goofball also. Oh,
0: uh, well, that's good. I like that. I like it when you have memories like that. So you've, you've been, so you've had your formation, um, in the home, The the domestic church formation. Now you're leaving your home. Where did you go? What was your education background?
2: Yeah, you know, again, I was very fortunate to continue. I went to a Catholic college, Carroll College in Helena, and um, later on down the road, I I did my PhD at Gonzaga University, mm-hmm. so I had those two, and University of Washington was in between, mm-hmm. which was an interesting experience. <laughs> I am a nurse, and for years, actually, most of my time, I have been a nursing instructor. So I love I love teaching. That's a, a real gift of the Holy Spirit for me, and um, it's been fun to see how I've grown in that gift, um, because I, I totally know, I I always prepare to a great uh, extent, but then the Holy Spirit can just take over, and that it's it's the yeah. Holy Spirit's influence that inspires, not me,
0: not you, exactly. So th- now you have this this formation, you have the education, but I, your history. and mean, when, when you look at your, you didn't stick with nursing exclusively. <laughs> no,
2: no, I haven't, and I wasn't even going to get into that. But I'd have to say, and it's a story for another day, but. I very much, um, the, I, I had a, a call from the Lord. I was going to say, the I Holy followed. Spirit
0: moved <laughs> yes. you in a direction
2: that... Moved me back here. Yeah. I, I had mm-hmm. lived in Seattle and then taught nursing in Spokane for 13 years. Very stable. And after he... Kind of called me out of that life and all my professionalism. Um, all I can say is I call it now my crazy quilt life, where he has led me in in roles like being an executive director for a small nonprofit. Um, I was director of family life ministries for our diocese of Rapid City, which was a delightful experience, um, and. And uh, it, last year, I was a prevention and addiction counselor. So you you have worn high many schools. hats. You
0: have worn many yes, hats, but yes. the one thing that has always been consistent is your your love to help others. You, when you are helping others, it, it's just I mean, even from the nursing thing to to hear Real Presence Radio as our new listener relationship coordinator here in the Rapid City diocese area. Um, you're here to help people. God has put you in the lives of certain people, but He has put you in there in, in various ministries, right?
2: Yes, yes, and I I really have learned to just take the leap. And even though some of the places the Lord places me make no sense, <laughs> not real presence radio, some well, of the other and things that's in okay. the past, it doesn't uh, have
0: to make sense if you're doing God's will.
2: Right? No. So it's so it is. It is really fascinating. Um, it and I would just say that, it's an adventure like no other. And even though it's irrational and illogical and people, even some of the people dearest to me don't understand, understand. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful adventure and a wonderful journey with the Lord.
0: That's great. Well, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to hear some more about the different things that you did and how this, this um, movement of the Holy spirit manifested in you and, and some of the experiences that you personally have had. So, so, Stay with us here at, on Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting live from Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City. I'm Karen Gibis, along with my, well, co <laughs> host and guest and, like, all around awesome, like, sidekick, <laughs> Kathy
2: Kavoric. There you go. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, "'Call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. "'I desire their salvation.'" When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
2: Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing.
0: listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network hey welcome back we are having a great time here on real presence live i'm karen Gibbs along with kathleen Kavork, and we are broadcasting live from terra santa retreat center in rapid city south dakota it's a beautiful day even if it's overcast It's a beautiful day.
2: I love fall. Getting into this.
0: Yeah, my my dad always says it's a beautiful day. God gave you one more day. It's a beautiful day.
2: That's great. So
0: i i love I love love the fact that um, we are here talking about um, the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life, but especially with this is a uh, you know fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit. But I think I want to switch gears and come maybe to the practical thing. Like, what did that look like in your life as a practical? The prayer groups, the Bible studies, the, um, we can tell the spiritual direction, all of those things where God has said, I need you to be.
2: You know, what's really wonderful, Karen, is that he really guided me strongly when I look back. So I would just kind of trying to pull out the pivotal experiences here, I would say in my 30s, he led me into a Bible study that was a very deep and extensive Bible study. So I probably did seven or eight years of Bible study, both Old and New Testament. Wow. And and I think that that planted the seeds for me to be ready for the next, which was... Um, which was called The Spiritual Exercises in Everyday Life okay. that I did when I lived in Spokane. And again, the Lord is so gracious. He, he had me run into an old colleague who I hadn't seen for a number of years. And I could tell there was something totally different about her. And so I was curious and I really, you know, asked her what had changed in her life and she had done the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius and in this format of the spiritual exercises in everyday life, where you commit to an hour a day of contemplative prayer.
0: Wow. That's a commitment
2: and you get spiritual direction alongside. So spiritual direction was every week to two weeks. So at least twice a month, you would be meeting with a spiritual director. And in the program in Spokane, we also met as a large group and the we had multiple leaders and spiritual directors come together to lead us through the four movements uh, that St. Ignatius outlined.
0: What a gift.
2: You know, it was wonderful. <laughs> the, f- the first movement is about, the first part of it is about growing in the love of the Lord. And then the second part of it is knowing yourself as a love sinner. And I would just have to say that that was amazing. I opened up to even more love of the Lord than I had known. And I had an amazing spiritual director for my first spiritual director. So I had never had spiritual direction before, and that was awesome.
0: Wow, so many gifts. I see that the, the Lord loves you greatly. <laughs> when he asks you to step into something, he, he
2: provides for you. He does, and that's what's really amazing in this walk. You know, So I would say the, the spiritual exercises... Paved the way for me being open to hear God's call. That was mm-hmm. to leave everything that I was attached to in Spokane. And at that juncture, I moved to Missoula. was very blessed in Missoula to continue my journey with SEAL and um, be in their training program to become a spiritual director.
0: Right, which is the spiritual exercises...
2: For everyday, everyday life. life, yes, yes, yes so their seal, program. If we
0: reference it, that's what she's referencing,
2: right? Right, and not, and it's a nine-month program. Okay, so it, and again, they do formation for spiritual directors. So that's how I receive formation, formation over the next couple of years. Um, interestingly enough, I I really did not know all that much about the Holy Spirit. I mean, I did in a knowledge sense, but. I knew less in a lived experience so I was very blessed to link up with a small Catholic women's prayer group when I was in Missoula and I would say that prayer group is uh, they are the group that I really give credit to helping me move along in that growing in the Holy Spirit
0: Aww, that's
2: nice when when I first joined them i was not even comfortable in praying out loud so for a long time i just listened and soaked in and they we're so generous not to push me, but to just allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with me, more or less.
0: going <laughs> I say, that that's how the, that's the best way, I think. I mean, when we try to force the Holy Spirit upon us in a way, you know, other people do, you know, like, hey, this is what everyone else is doing. You need to do it too. That isn't, doesn't give permission to God to come in and transform us the way that he sees it. Yes. We get interfered by other people and it's like, uh, no, no, wait this isn't what god wants wait no and but it's still you have to have the awareness of that and i think that's a what i'm hearing is that the the one hour a day prayer the spiritual direction that all led you to be able to be listening an active listener yes to what god wanted you to do
2: yes and the example of others who were very much operating in the gifts it's of the holy spirit. spirit inspired me i when in this small prayer group people would lay hands on each other and pray for each other at the end of our time mm-hmm. we, we, we would have a time of praise we would uh, you know go through scripture it was beautiful we would yeah. share intercessions prayer needs with each other and then at the end anyone who wanted to be prayed over so when I was prayed over and felt the Holy Spirit move, I could not deny you the deny power that. of yes. that healing gift.
0: Oh, So then, what? after all of that, I mean, at this point, I would say, I'm going to use
2: the word ablaze again. You were probably just ablaze. You were just on fire, right? Well, really, yes. That that was, or, or or at least the embers were stirred. I mean, there were the beginning flickers. I would say definitely
0: at a point like that. If I was at that point where I'm like I am feeling the Holy Spirit, I would be like, "What do you want from me, Lord?" Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And I do want to share one story with you, and I think that answers that about that next step. Where really, I would say. I became more ablaze. I, I was very fortunate to do healing training with three mm. different groups. Okay. And I just want to share one experience with you all um, about receiving the gift of prophecy. And I won't go into the story, but all I can say is that I didn't understand it at all. I really was never taught anything about prophecy. So it was a mystery. And I received the gift in a very dramatic way. So I couldn't deny it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I thought maybe I was being called to be an Old Testament kind of prophet and it scared the heck out of me. <laughs> but well, I think that should scare <laughs> the heck out of anybody. <laughs> fire and brimstone. I just couldn't quite picture it. Um, the fire part. I can picture it, not the brimstone. But... Again, God was good to gradually teach me what I needed to mm-hmm. know about that particular gift. I, I want to share an opportunity. I was with Elijah House Ministries in doing their training, and they had a really wonderful format for us where they would teach us about different areas of healing during the day, and in the afternoon, we would get together in small groups and pray for each other. Mm-hmm. We had a really strong pastor who led our small group, and again, I was at the stage where I was barely comfortable in praying out loud, so that's where I was. I felt like I was a little on the periphery of the group. So this one day, the teaching had been about really accessing the love of our Heavenly Father, okay. and part of the teaching had been if we really had not experienced our earthly Father's love in a deep way that people would sometimes then have difficulty experiencing. Oh, that makes sense. The Heavenly Father's love. Yeah. Yeah. So on this particular day, we would, um, we would gather as a small group around, usually we would say whoever got tweaked during the teachings, they would be our target for prayer that day. So, <laughs> so this wonderful, and again, when I share stories, I want you to know, um, there's always confidentiality, so I'm not going to share anything yeah. out of turn here. Anyway, this wonderful woman from the Philippines had had real difficulty with the teaching that day, and she shared with us that she had never really felt her earthly father's love. And so our, our way of praying over each other, we would lay hands on, and the leader um Robert, this wonderful pastor from Utah, would, would lead the, the prayer. And we would always check in with the person who was receiving prayer and see what the Lord was showing them. So this particular day, uh, we, we were praying and people would pray in tongues and people would pray out loud. And uh, we were praying for a few minutes and then Robert checked in to see how this lovely woman was doing. She was getting absolutely nothing. Well, I had not seen that. I had not yet seen. Usually, everyone always got something from the Lord during our prayer times. So we just went back to prayer. Mm -hmm. And once again, you know, a couple minutes later, Robert stopped and asked her, you know, if she was getting anything specific from the Lord. And she wasn't. Well, during both of these times of prayer, I was actually seeing something very strange. And I just was kind of pushing away as my imagination. I kind of saw like the bottom half of a big white rocking chair. And then as we kept praying, I saw these little little girls' feet, just the lower legs with little lacy socks and patent leather shoes. That's pretty specific. I, well, it is <laughs> specific. But again, I knew... Really nothing about that particular seer gift of prophecy where you actually see, you get more visual things from the Lord. So, I was reluctant to say anything. You know, I'm a newbie. I don't trust what I'm getting. So, again, we went into the third round of prayer. None of the people praying were getting anything, and she was getting nothing. So you had to say what something. could I do? You yes, had to say yes. something. I had, so I very tentatively said to her, and I think that's a good way to be tentative as mm-hmm. we present things to people, not all-knowing. Uh, so very tentatively I said, does, does a big white rocking chair and do little lacy socks, socks and patent leather shoes mean anything to you? She She cry? burst into tears. And it took a few minutes before she could stop crying and talk to us. She grew up in a very big Catholic family in the Philippines. And her mother, one by one, would get the kids ready for church, dress them up. And she, after she was dressed, would go out. Her dad would, would... uh, pull her up into his lap in this big white rocking chair and, and rock her, her. and she knew the love the th- of her earthly father from that yes which opened up her relationship with the heavenly father Aww. and he taught me in a profound way
0: wow what a great way to end this interview kathleen
2: <laughs> i'm just I sitting stories. here with
0: like goosebumps <laughs> it's beautiful I don't even want to take us to break, but we have to go to break. I guess we'll have to have you on again. Oh, look at that. Big surprise.
2: I'm (laughs) I'm kind of ready for break because there are donuts sitting over in the corner for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: we are going to go to break. Kathleen's going to have a donut, and we will be right back here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned, and uh, get yourself a drink and a donut because I think you're going to enjoy the next couple of interviews. Live, engaging, and local.